International Broadcasting lives on 5085. The big one. WTWW. Please stand by as we get ready to launch another episode of this Reality Radio Cafe Cast with your host and my husband, Denny J, K5DCC. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Ignition, lift off. Now grab your glass and get ready to fill it up with some radio on the rocks. Vehicles pitching downrange. Good evening. I'm Denny J, host of the Digicom Cafe. Welcome to another episode of Radio on the Rocks for Friday, February 21st, 2020. When was the last time you sent or received traffic through amateur radio? Is the NTS or National Traffic System relevant to today with all the technology that we have? Stand by and learn more in an interview with N1PZP James in New Hampshire. Here in the Digicom Cafe Communications Network, we are all about the power of voice. Did you know that you could listen to my Cafe Cast by simply asking Alexa to play Radio on the Rocks? And that you could maneuver your way around my Cafe Cast library by simply saying next or previous? I created this Amazon skill using a free and easy platform called VoiceFlow, where you just build your skill block by block, no coding necessary. If you'd like to build your amateur radio skill, go to voiceflow.com. That's voiceflow.com. Hi, James. How are you? Denny here. How are you doing? Well, I'm doing good. How are you doing? You, you've been struggling a lot lately, haven't you? Well, I'm, I'm doing okay today. Well, that's good. Well, listen, uh, our conversations uh, through text lately have led me on a different journey. Looking you up on QRZ and seeing your website, I understand that you're really big in uh, sending messages and... Uh, uh, traffic handling. Traffic yeah, handling. I love traffic handling. Yeah. Wow. How long have you been doing that? Three years. Really? How'd you get into it? Well, three years ago, I was uh, going through my my uh, disability and trying to find different uh, things to uh, to get into in ham radio, and uh, started listening to traffic nets and decided I, I could do this just like just like the other people could. Sure. And uh, actually, my section manager came over and gave me a, a one-on... At, at the time, he's not the section manager anymore, but my section manager came over to my house and gave me a one-on-one class, and uh, I just took it and ran with it. And um, I was putting out on Facebook that I was kind of available for... for uh, you know, if anybody was looking for help or if anybody needed help or if anybody was looking for someone to help with their organization. And Radio Relay International, which is uh, a uh, 
organization that's devoted just to, to traffic handling called me and asked me if I wanted to be their their national statistician and a board of director, and I jumped all over that and uh, just uh, started setting out traffic endlessly. And uh, I'm only a technician, so I wasn't able to uh, to go on the you know the HF nets. I was only able to do my local net, and I still did over a thousand pieces. Yeah, traffic handling is fun. Wow, and I understand you are an ORS. What does that stand for? It's an official relay station. Uh, they, um, if there's, if, whenever there's traffic on a net, they they claim the traffic if nobody else does, so that the the traffic gets handled and gets passed in a timely manner. Okay, very interesting. Well, I've been looking at this whole idea of passing traffic, and I know most hams. When they check into nets, they generally use the phrase after they give their call sign, no traffic. So all hams are used to at least this phrasing of traffic. I don't know if everybody totally understands what it means. It's just something everybody says. And in today's technology with texting and cell phones and all that kind of stuff, I'm sure a lot of people think, well, that's old-fashioned. We don't really need to. Uh, understand that stuff anymore because everybody uses their phone. What what kind of thoughts have you got regarding the the uh, importance of the national traffic system in today's uh, very technological culture? Unfortunately, a lot of people feel that way, and I think uh, and I'm an AWRL member, and I love and I love the AWRL, but I think uh, even 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 the AWRL came across this that same thought where they said, you know, this is not something that we need to really focus on. And they stopped, they stopped uh, doing stuff about traffic handling in their, in their yearly handbook and, and in their, uh, you know, in their publications and stuff. And that's really uh, one of the reasons why RRI uh, was formed um, because they saw a, they, they saw a drop and a, and a lack of attention to traffic handling. And um, I'm from the old school where if you've got something, you need to use it or, or, you, or somehow you're going to lose it. Either you're going to lose the, the, um, the uh, concept of how to do it or you're going to lose the, the, uh, the spectrum for it or the, the, the whole organization of it. And we're not at Radio Relay International, we're not trying to reinvent the wheel. We're just trying to keep the wheel spinning. Right. In fact, we, you know, we, we'd actually work with the AWRO, um, and then actually we'd we'd uh, take over traffic handling, for, uh, and and run with it under you know under their their guise, of course. But the AWRL has let other things go, and other people have picked up on it because ham radio is, is very huge. In fact, <laughs> I say to people, you know, some people will say to me, "Well, I don't like this part of ham radio." Well, you know what? Turn the channel. Or turn the volume down, or whatever, <laughs> because ham radio is is so big that the AWR can't run everything. Right. Um, which is one of the reasons why AMSAT is so huge, because the AWR can't. Uh, I, I I enjoy satellite tracking. The AWR can't possibly manage all of that. It's just uh, ham radio is a very large hobby. So I I say to people, you know, you, you you've got to. You got to keep keep it up, and because in an emergency, if if you don't know how to send a piece of traffic, you 
can't go to your cell phone because there won't be a cell phone. You know? right. So it's 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 like it's you got to keep practicing it and, and and keep trying it. So right. Well, what, one of the things that's most important about message handling is having that standard format for creating and sending and passing a message, so that you have as few errors as possible. And I was just looking over some presentations on YouTube and things too, talking about the form. They, they call it the ABCs of traffic handling. Right. Accuracy, brevi- uh, brevity, and uh, of course, with my brain trauma, I can't think of what the C is. Uh, <laughs> I think it's clarity or sure. But yeah, that's uh, that's why they have uh, the standard forms and, and and a preamble and a and a and a header and, and everything, and, and they. And, and then they have a standard form. Yeah, that was a great idea. Yeah. And there's other ways of sending uh, these messages other than single sideband or CW. Now we've got many digital modes, and people do this on RTTY and probably even on some of these newer ones like uh, JS8. Isn't that true? No, I don't think too much traffic is done by, by JS8. Well, that's just a quick keyboard uh, you know, hello, I am so-and-so, but WinLink is huge. Um, in fact, I think I read somewhere 80% of all traffic is now passed by by at least one digital station. So, yeah, the the, um, the, the DTN is what it's called, the Digital Traffic Network. That's uh, taken over huge for uh, traffic handling. Right. Well, I've actually uh, gone back to my... WinLink setup here. I was uh, active in it a little bit, experimenting when I was uh, really digging into MCOM under my old call sign. So I had to get that upgraded, and I actually installed uh, a little web client on a Raspberry Pi here that I can access with a browser within my network, and probably set it up to do it externally too, where I can send messages. Is it required or recommended that they use the same message formatting when they go over WinLink? Yeah. Okay. And are you active in WinLink? I am. Yeah. Even though I'm a tech, I still use WinLink. Uh, I have to check in, you know, with with my computer. But sure. But yeah, I, I use WinLink. Yeah, that's a pretty neat system. And uh, you know, we we take it for granted that there were we're always going to have internet at our location or always have cell coverage. Well, if you're like me and you're out here in the boonies and the sticks of the Ozarks of uh, northern arkansas we don't have good cell coverage here and if the internet were to go down uh we could become a very valuable resource to our community if they had an emergency message they needed to get out to some other part of the country that does have internet and email we could still formulate a message here and put it on wing link trans uh, transmit it out through an hf uh, connection and get the message through so it's still a very valuable tool isn't it yes very valuable. Yeah. So how long have you been a ham? Is it uh, just when you got started in this, too? Only about three years? No, no. Um, actually, I'll, I'll give you the whole story. I was uh, I was eight years old, and uh, my uncle was a ham. And um, I used to drive my, my grandmother crazy like all, like all grandkids do. And finally, my grandmother looked at my uncle one day, and she's like, do something with him, please. And <laughs> so he... He took me into his ham radio shack and uh, queued up his radio. And within minutes, we were talking to a guy in Japan. And I was forever hooked. Uh, 
I started driving my uncle crazy about how, how this works and how that works and how this works. And uh, I knew Morse code backwards, forwards, inside and out, upside down and everything. <laughs> and uh, like a stubborn kid, my uncle said, you know, go get tested for the Morse code. This, this was uh, about 40 years ago. And I said, oh, no, 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 I want to do it when I, when I have the written two. I want to do it all together. And my uncle's like, trust me, go get tested for the code. Get that part out of the way. And, of course, stubborn kids, nope, 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 you know. <laughs> so, unfortunately, I could never pass the written test. And finally, at about age 12, I looked at my uncle and I said, you know, take this old man dumb hobby and, and I'm going to go do things that 12-year-old kids do. <laughs> and about six years later, when I got crazy about amateur radio again and I had mastered the art of memorizing stuff for, for test taking through high school, I... Uh, <laughs> I wanted to get a, become a ham again. I went in and took my test in about five minutes and, and got a 95 or something, and everyone looked at me like, how in the world did you do that? And, uh, of course, by that point, the Morse code had become a second language, which I uh, disastrously could not learn. Hmm. And one of the reasons why, to this day, I'm still a, still a tech, but... Uh, Things got in the way and, and, and et cetera, but um, now, of course, there is no code, and I could, and I'm trying to get my uh, my general, but with my brain trauma, uh, it's really hard. And of course, not being in school for twenty some odd, thirty some odd years, I've lost the art of memorizing. So uh, hmm. I'll get there, though. I I took it uh, last year and missed my two questions, and only got frustrated put the book down for a while and sure i was done i was gonna do it this winter and just other things yeah well i highly recommend I'll get there i highly recommend you check out ham test online that's how i upgraded to my extra I use that. yeah yep it's a wonderful wonderful program so what percentage of messages are sent via cw compared to single sideband that I don't know, but there is still uh, that's a that that's still uh, going strong. There's a lot of people that are are, are CW uh, CW people. There's there's probably just as many uh, CW nets as there is uh, uh, you know phone nets. Mm-hmm. Do you check into uh, traffic nets every day? Yes, I, I check into I think five or six. Wow. Well, you are active in it, aren't you? Yes, uh, thank God there's this thing called Echolink. Yep. It enables uh, it enables people like me that uh, can't you know can't do HF to to do other nets and, and stuff. And that's that that's my involvement there. Great. And how old are you now? I'm gonna be 49 on Monday. All right. And you've been a ham for how many of those years? Uh, this is 26. Wow. Well, that is great, and uh, I really think that this is an aspect of ham radio that most of us have forgotten about because we're spoiled with our technology. But there's going to come a day where we may need it, and I think it behooves us to dig in and understand the national traffic system, even though ARRL is not maybe supporting it as much. Uh, we do have these other digital modes like WinLink that uh, I think is an excellent way to pass messages when everything else fails. And... Uh, Really, ham radio still is the is the last beacon of hope for passing messages in our modern culture. Yep. 
Very good. Well, what other aspects of ham radio do you get into besides the uh, the message handling? I, I imagine you're probably active on VHF, UHF, repeaters, maybe hotspots and stuff too, huh? Yes, you are correct. Um, I, I, I like doing a lot of rag tuning. I'm a retired firefighter, so I also uh, I enjoy Aries very much. Um, I love getting out and doing public service events. Uh, I've, I've been a member of the communications team two years in a row for the Boston Marathon, um, and I do other events in, in my in my state, uh, including the New Hampshire Championship Regatta and, and uh, Girls on the Run. I'm also a very huge weather person, so I uh, I take part in Skywarn nets and. Uh, Skywarn, you know, activations when when the weather turns bad. I also uh, I, uh, I have a quarterly weather newsletter that I put out four times a year. Uh, the old man's weather. Uh, it focuses on New Hampshire weather. Hmm. Um, cool. And how's the weather up there today? Uh, what's that? How's the weather up in New Hampshire today? Well, we're actually down in Southern Command. My with my wife and I both being disabled. We uh, we never really liked the winter time in New Hampshire, yeah. so we uh, we come down to my parents' house down in Florida. It's the only chance we get to see them because they don't travel. So uh, we come down and kill two birds with one stone. We visit with them and get away from the winter time. So well, there you go. It's very nice down here, <laughs> for sure. In fact, it's been uh, this whole we've been down here since December, and it's been about ten fifteen degrees above normal. Uh, you know, almost every day we've had uh, already ten days over uh, over eighty, so it's been very nice. Wonderful. Well, you know, we have many members of our Digicom Cafe group that have disabilities and find amateur radio to be one of the most enjoyable hobbies in the midst of those experiences because uh, the world is at your fingertips. Uh, I imagine you probably enjoy even listening on HF and things too and hearing conversations. And with Echolink, you can go worldwide for sure. In fact, let me invite you to join our YachtNet, uh, the Young Amateurs Communications Ham Team. It's uh, We have young hams as uh, young as eight years old. We meet every Tuesday and Saturday nights at 7 p.m. Central Time. And we have an adult division there too that uh, supports the young people. So if you've never heard of it, there there is a the Yacht Echolink conference server that you can join us on those nets and uh we have sometimes up to 40 people checking in on a saturday night oh i will definitely have to look that up thank you yeah i'm, I'm also on the dmr and um through my uh, there's an app on your that you can use on a on an android called peanut yep and they have about five or six uh, d-star rooms so i'm also able to to go on that uh there's a Florida statewide D-Star Net that I check into, as well as the uh, New England area D-Star Net through the uh, Connecticut room. So, uh, yeah, DMR and D-Star are absolutely incredible uh, for, for, again, for someone like me. But uh, I do torture myself about uh, one or two hours a day, and I'll uh, turn on the HF radio and <laughs> tool around and... and uh, and say, yep, you know, that, that, that could have been me. I, I could have been talking to this guy. Yeah. So, well, obviously, it, you're, it, you, it's fun. Obviously, you're not averse to some of the VoIP systems either, like uh, Zello or TeamSpeak or, like you mentioned, uh, Peanut, which is 
pretty much a VoIP system that's bridged to D-Star and DMR in multiple rooms, but uh, uh, that technology is very available for people that even aren't licensed to get maybe in touch with some guys that are hams who can kind of take them under their wing and elmer them and mentor them and show them the ropes of the hobby. Are you involved in any of those, like uh, Zello? I use Zello, yes. In fact, you're in our group on the Digicom Cafe Dash link, aren't you? I think so. I, I am, I'm not 100% sure. Okay. Well, I think I am. I know you're part of the uh, cafe. You've been a member there through Facebook for uh, quite a while. And I believe... Uh, yes, but I just, I just checked out the... Uh, the what is it monster network or the mighty it is. mighty network yeah my mighty network yeah see my my brain trauma is kicking in again no problem but yeah I, I signed up for that i signed up for that last night oh that's good i saw you we had about five other guys that joined yesterday too as a great alternative to facebook it's very uh private we don't have all the ads and the junk that goes with facebook and we're seeing more and more people uh join us in our mighty network and we have all, all kinds of groups and topics that people can post under. And, of course, as you know, we have one uh, for faith, too, because we say we're located at the intersection of faith and technology. And based on our oh, conversations, I know... If it wasn't for God, for God there would be no uh, ham radio or, or, or nothing at all. It all comes from him. Yep. Well, I know from our conversations, texting, uh, you are a man of faith, aren't you? Yes, I am. And I imagine it gives you much hope and consolation in the, the midst of your your situation there and helping maybe deal with pain and and uh, some of the discouragement you must experience from time to time. Have been ever since I was a kid. But yeah, God, uh, God kept me alive and uh, God gave me ham radio years ago. And then now uh, ham radio is my full-time job now for sure. So uh, Wonderful. Um, yep. I, I joke and say that God wasn't ready for me yet, and, and the devil definitely is scared to death of me, so I'm still alive. <laughs> I like that. So did you uh, get into this situation in your life through an accident from firefighting? No, no. I was uh, trying to do some stuff around the house, um, and uh, I was up. On, I was trying to get up onto my roof, and I slipped and uh, ended up landing on my oil tank. And then from my oil tank, I uh, fell on another distance onto a concrete slab with my head. Oh my! And uh, so I've got the I've, I've got the issues from from falling on the oil tank, coupled with the issues of, of dizziness and brain trauma. And they they think I'm either not getting enough blood to my brain, or I'm actually leaking blood uh, out of my brain. So wow! And how long ago was this? Uh, six years. Okay. Wow. Well, we will keep you in our thoughts and prayers, and we're honored to have. I appreciate that. We're honored to have you as part of the Digicom Cafe, and I know you've been a good supporter. And thank you for uh, listening to my podcast. I hope you find them interesting and challenging and inspiring. Yes, that one from the other from Tuesday. That was a great show. I, I met him at uh, Orlando Education. Now, who's this you're talking about? The Insat president. Oh, yeah, Clayton, you bet. Yeah. That was a great show. Yeah, well, thank you very much for your support there, and and hopefully uh, you can share that with others, too. But uh, we're honored I to have you. Afraid that I, wasn't, I was all afraid that I wasn't going to be able to, uh, to do much satellite stuff with just my HD. And sure enough, uh, I went out one day, and I was able to hear people. They couldn't hear me. 
but I was able to hear people and uh, and of course uh, I listened to the uh, to the uh, International Space Station when they do the uh, Q&A with the school with the school kids well, what a great uh, those are two great programs right there but yeah the I was able to hear somebody on, on one of the satellite passes one day so eventually I'm, I want to sit down and, and make one of these uh, speaking of YouTube there's a video on YouTube on how to make a four dollar satellite antenna so I want to try to sit down and make one of these one day and see uh, just how much that helps my signal. But your, uh, your past broadcasts are very, very, very excellent. Well, thank you very much, and we're honored to have you as a guest on this episode of Radio on the Rocks, and hopefully your story will be an inspiration to others, too, that maybe are struggling with their own disabilities from accidents or whatever, and uh, be welcomed into this great fraternity of amateur radio operators. It's a wonderful hobby. And it, it really does offer a lot of hope in the midst of uh, the struggles we go through in life. And we're never alone. There's always somebody out there to talk to. Yeah, there sure is. Well, thank you very much, James. God bless you. And uh, take care of yourself. Stay in touch. Thanks for having me. And thanks for all that you do. And uh, look forward to working with you some more. I've got to do a, um, gotta do a selfless plug. Um, I have two Facebook pages. Uh, one of them, I can't remember the title off the top of my head, but it's about trafficking. It's, uh, it's called the Eastern U.S. I think it's the Eastern U.S. Area Traffic Center. But I'm sure if you type in some of that, you'll get it. And the other one is Ham Radio Club Worldwide. We decided that uh, with, with all the millions of Facebook pages out there that, that are dedicated to just one thing, you know, the EFT8 page, the the Yezu FT817 page, whatever, we decided we wanted a, a page that focused on everything. That way anybody could talk about any part of Hamish Radio. So we came up with Ham Radio Club Worldwide. We just got uh, our 500th member the other day, and uh, we're going strong. So we're adding people all the time and, and letting people, uh, encouraging people to talk about any part of Ham Radio. So it's, uh, it's taken off well. I know there's, you know, there, there's tons of Facebook pages, but come check out mine. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, you know, we might create a group here in the Mighty Network because you're missing out on a lot of people that will never go on Facebook. So if you're interested, uh, let me know. We'll create that club name as a group on the Mighty Network, and you can start moving people over there and, and uh, bring in some new people that uh, you wouldn't otherwise reach. That sounds like an interesting idea. Thank you. And that would be free, too, and uh, you can embed videos and pictures and uh, links for files that you want to share, whatever. And in your own group, then you could create your own various topics that people could tag their post under, all the different aspects of uh, ham radio. So I think you'd really enjoy I gotta, it. i got to send a, a shout-out to uh, a friend of ours that, that we both share, uh, Mello. Yes. Who's also a, a DMR guy. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I am too. I'm and into a, DMR. And a man of faith. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Mello's a great guy. Wonderful. Yeah, and he's kind of up in your neck of the woods there in New Hampshire, isn't he? Yes, he is. Yep. That's awesome. Well, you let me know if you're interested, and I'll create that group for you, and you can run it. That sounds like a great idea. I'll, I'll mention it to the other guy that uh, that does the Facebook page with me, and we'll, we'll uh, get back to you. That's a great idea. All right. Well, thanks a lot, James. God bless. Have a good day and a great weekend. Thank you. 7-3. God bless to you. Yep. Bye-bye.
Hi, this is Extra Class Amateur Radio Operator, K5DCC. I just upgraded to my Extra Class last year. You know how I did it? I used HamTest Online. Did you know that HamTest Online is the top-rated study program on eham.net? 97% of reviewers gave them five stars. They have more five-star user reviews than all other study methods combined. And success is guaranteed. If you fail the amateur radio license exam, they will refund your subscription. It's a no-brainer. You pass the exam or get a full refund. Try it for yourself at hamtestonline.com. Today's Daily Devotional is entitled, Hostile Takeovers, Numbers 16, 8 through 10, reads, Then Moses said to Korah, Hear now, you sons of Levi, is it a small thing to you that God, the God of Israel has separated you from the congregation of Israel to bring you near to himself, to do the work of the tabernacle of the Lord, and to stand before the congregation to serve them, and that he has brought you near to himself, you and all your brethren, the sons of Levi, and you? Are you seeking the priesthood also? Here's a story that has repeatedly played out within the body of Christ. People who, became, who become disgruntled and rebel against the leaders that God has called simply because things are not happening within the church uh, the way that they want to see it happen. Uh, pride has convinced many that they are more qualified and can do a better job than those that God has placed in positions of authority within the body of Christ. Sadly, these troublemakers have caused local churches to split and often resulted in, local church, in a local church's light uh, going out within that community. For those who stir up uh, this kind of turmoil, they'll give an account as God hates division, as we know from Proverbs 6.19. Today, many false teachers want to propagate their false doctrines and lead people astray for their own personal gain. Note who followed Korah, men of renown or men of reputation. False teachers will often befriend and influence those who have the strongest following in, uh, in an attempt uh, to uh, give strength to their hostile takeovers. And Jude describes them this way in Jude 1.16. These are grumblers, complainers, walking according to their own lust, and they, and they mouth great swelling words, flattering people to gain advantage. Oftentimes the division will come because people will favor one preacher or teacher or quote-unquote wannabe preacher or teacher and insist that they should be uh, the pastor or the leader within the body. How often we forget that the church does not belong to any individual. The church belongs to God. And addressing, addressing the church at Corinth in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 10-13, through 13, the Apostle Paul wrote, Now I plead with you, brethren, by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, and that there be no division among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and the same judgment. For it has been declared to me concerning you, my brethren, by those of Cleo's household, that there were contentions among you. Now I say this, that each of you says, I am of Paul, or I am of Apollos, or I am of Cephas, or I am of Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? See, in Christ there is no division. We're all one in him. Furthermore, 
It's not up to us to call ourselves into God's service. Although we're all commanded to share the gospel message, as we know from Mark 16, 15, not all of us are called to lead within the body. Those who, cho who choose to take over positions that they were not called to will have a lot to answer to when they stand before the Lord. James 3, 1 warns, My brethren, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment. The bottom line is that we have no business trying to usurp those that God has placed in positions of leadership, especially if they are preaching God's word for what it is and are doctrinally sound in their teaching. And just because a leader doesn't have the kind of personality we want them to have, or they don't speak as with uh, the eloquence that we prefer, it's not reason enough to remove the man of God or God's teacher or elders, or elders from the position God has placed them in. King David had the proper perspective when it came to dealing with God's chosen leader. Although he knew he was called by God to be king, and although King Saul uh, was persecuting him, he would not put a hand on him to remove him from the throne, uh, even though he had opportunities to do so. Instead, even when his followers wanted him to usurp the throne, he responded in this manner in 1 Samuel chapter 14, verses 6 and 7. And he said to his men, The Lord forbid that I should do this thing to my master, the Lord's anointed, to stretch out my hand against him, seeing he is the anointed of the Lord. So David restrained his servants with these words and did not allow them to rise against Saul. And Saul got up from the cave and went on his way. See, to rebel against God's chosen leader is to rebel against God. And that is a position that we should always avoid at all costs. Instead, we should be like King David, who not only refused to rebel against God and his chosen one, but was also the voice of reason who convinced others to do what was right. Today, God extends an invitation to you to accept his free gift of salvation. Will you accept it? Anyone who calls on Jesus uh, by faith and repentance, uh, confessing your sins, will receive eternal life. Do not put off calling on him and receive him and his free gift of salvation today. Thank you for listening to this radio on the Rocks Cafe cast. We invite you to join our Mighty Networks amateur radio community at members.digicomcafe.com.